0: And nudnik, a real bum.
1: <coughs> the bad clowns freak him out.
2: This is the... Theme song of the podcast, at the movie of the yokel of the nephew, hit's a dreamer and he can't keep the the a job. job. We watch the... Movie by the minute, and we talk about what's in it, but we want it to be different, so we added two more seconds. It's UHF 62. Uh, 60 second. UHF 60
0: second. Welcome back to UHF 60 Seconds. This is the podcast where we talk about the Weird Al Yankovic 1989 movie UHF 62 Seconds at a Time. My name is David Johnson and I am joined
2: by... Jonathan Carlisle
1: And... Tony Consiglio. Welcome,
2: the Tony. trifecta.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much for having me on again. I am shocked that you allowed me to come back.
2: So are we. <laughs> i think we were putting the bid in for tiny consiglio but uh we'll take you
1: oh uh, <laughs> that's fine tiny consiglio would have been tough to hear the microphones don't fit properly
2: <laughs> uh so what minute are we in david uh
0: well hopefully i um announced that uh we were doing no i didn't say anything i i have no i'm gonna tell you what minute we're doing right now okay we're doing m- minute 10 <laughs> Uh, which starts with uh, George accusing Bob of having a bad attitude and ends with uh, George's head on Terry's counter. Jonathan, your thoughts.
2: Uh, I think George is going for a wild ride, wild emotional ride this minute. Um, This apartment has a lot of fun things. There's actually something in this minute that I noticed that I've never noticed before. It's not very hard to notice, but... Uh, I don't know if I want to spoil it right now. We're not there yet. <laughs> okay.
1: I, ha- I have a similar, similar uh, situation, too. Oh. It's something I saw in the background. Maybe we're both talking about the same thing. Maybe.
2: Well,
0: I, too, saw something. I-, I don't know if it's the same thing that either of you are referencing, but I'd never seen it before. So I'm going to go ahead and say um, when Bob moves over to the couch or the, like, the little love seat, it's not really a couch. And opens up the paper. Past him on an end table, there is a very nicely folded American
2: flag.
1: <gasps> exactly, that's what I was going to say,
2: Jonathan. Uh, I did notice that, but that was not what I was talking about.
1: Yeah, and and that's the thing. That flag is like specific. It's very like it's one of those thirteen folded triangle yeah. things. Yeah, so it's yeah. very specific.
0: What a bizarre God, what a, what a, thing! That is a bizarre
1: thing yeah. to have on the table. They've got
2: everything everywhere else. I don't. Maybe that was just another. 80s. But I mean, that's the way, you know, shove it in somewhere.
0: (laughs) Oh my. Um, (laughs) every time I've been to like a a camp or something or seen, you know, like a flag lowered on the pole and and folded up like really rigidly, it seems like, you know, that's folded in that fashion. So I was wondering like, is there, do they do a ceremonial raising and lowering of a flagpole on the building (laughs) that they're in somewhere? Or I, I couldn't, that was the only thing I could think of.
1: Well, the first thought that came to me was, I, I thought when when a someone in the military died, they would t- take that flag off and fold it all up and hand it to the deceased family members. So I'm like, oh my god, that's kind of morose. Maybe like a f- family member died and they gave him that flag and they just kind of threw it up on their coffee table there on their end table. <laughs> Hmm. I imagine they, they would put it in glass if it meant something to them. But these guys don't seem like you know the kinds that would bother framing a <laughs> folded flag. Maybe it, yeah. maybe it was
2: already there when they rented the apartment.
0: Well, Jonathan, what was your uh, thing that you uh, saw that you'd never seen before? Yeah,
2: so we get a lot of fun stuff in the background in this minute with the karate yelling and the, the walls shaking and stuff. When George is at the counter and he's pouring his milk and dipping his Twinkie Wiener sandwich... Uh, we We get a big hi ya and the wall shakes and stuff flies off the shelf. I don't know if you guys have the minute available right in front of you right now um, mm-hmm. but when that stuff flies off the shelf, you can obviously see two rods coming through the wall pushing that stuff off there
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, it was like the Quaker oats and like a bowl, right yeah
2: yeah and it's like one was like a like a quarter inch dowel or something like it's really easy to yeah. see if you're looking for it. Yeah, I see the the rod pushing the bowl off. I didn't I didn't see the other one. But. The one pushing Quaker Oats off kind of looks like a thicker spaghetti noodle or something.
0: Boy, that's that's hard work pushing something with a spaghetti noodle.
2: What are they doing next door? <laughs> Besides pushing things off shelves, pushing pushing spaghetti through the wall too. so here's here's where i got all messed up like it's fun watching movies as a kid and then growing up and watching them because you there's things that you thought that just don't really make sense or or whatever i always thought that their apartment was on the first floor which doesn't really make sense because i even had the question of like well what is going on then with all of the the karate noises and all the stuff like you know it's banging their walls why i don't know it doesn't really make sense um so I was trying to make that make sense for this podcast so I could explain it, but it's it just doesn't make sense.
0: You know, the what is it? It says Myers Pump Company or something yeah. for the ground floor, but um, seems like he should have offered to um, pay a higher rent to get the ground floor, and he probably still would have saved on window costs. You know, to, to, <laughs> if he could have traded with the Meyer Pump Company on the first and second floor flip flop thing,
1: at that point, if it was happening so often, you think you would have bricked up the windows and just had walls, no windowless room.
0: <laughs> I suppose that's true. Although, but as we see uh, just uh, in this minute, the, they can punch right through
1: the yeah, walls. Yeah, I guess they go through walls yeah. too. That I don't know if it really would have helped.
2: I guess that that since you mentioned it, it is a little further along in the minute. But the punching through the wall. Maybe that's what helped it because that arm does not look like what I would expect someone who was doing karate would look. Because um, there's no it doesn't there's no, look like a second floor arm. It doesn't look like a second floor. It looks like a first floor arm. You know, you got the the pump company down on the first floor. That looks like a plumber's arm. Not. I don't see any <laughs> any uh, gi sleeve or anything like that. No. Um, it looks like he's wearing like a Casio watch. Yeah, you don't wear a watch when you're karateing. You don't know, no. Well, maybe if you're a beginner. Maybe. I don't know. I, I think that would be. I think I imagine you'd be lining up, and Cooney would go through before you do your class, and he'd be slapping people's wrists or doing whatever. And you, you don't wear that. You're stupid. <laughs> oh, speaking of, we get our third stupid in this minute. Stupid number three. Nah, it's in the background. Yeah, you can hear it in the background. But the- also,
1: if the weather is really nice there, I assume it's California or something like that. Do we know what state they're in?
0: They actually filmed it in Tulsa, Oklahoma, but i they never oh. say what state it's supposed to ah, be or okay. what town it's supposed to be.
1: The weather seemed nice. Why didn't they keep the windows open so that people would just fall out without breaking windows? I guess it would be less dramatic reason to call them stupid if the windows were open.
2: <laughs> never mind the fact that they just fell to their possible death. That's a, that's a one-story drop. You're not going to die. You're nah, just no. going to break a hip. <laughs> oh, there is something else I noticed in this minute that I've never noticed before. Um... At the very beginning, he calls Bob Babo. Uh, I just never made that connection that that was already a nickname he had for him before becoming Bobbo the Clown. Bobbo the
0: Clown? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I have to say, though, I didn't, I, you're right. I didn't ever notice, somehow I never noticed the Rod pushing the stuff off because I think um, I'm always fixated on uh, right before that he, oh no, it's, I guess it's right after that, uh, he dunks his Twinkie Wiener sandwich in the milk. Yeah. And the milk
2: just dribbles everywhere, and it <laughs> really bothers
1: me. Yeah, that definitely adds to the grossness of it.
2: Yeah. Did we want to talk about? I, this is this is not something that I took a lot of notes on. Um, all the stuff on the walls. We've got Bugs Bunny and Daffy. I assume a lot of this stuff is things that Weird Al himself was, you know, influenced by. We've got Alfred E. Newman from Mad Magazine, uh, which I do. I almost forgot I even had it. Um my do sitting in front of me, I have the Mad Magazine that Weird Al was the guest editor on in uh, June of 2015. I, hmm. I yes. think that was their first time that they had a guest editor or something like that. And uh, So I have that magazine. I didn't know, do you guys read Magmatic Mad Magazine or did you when you were kids? I uh, enjoyed
0: leafing through it when I was younger, but I never, I never had a really strong connection to it.
1: Yeah, Mad Magazine was what made me decide to be a cartoonist. No, no. <laughs> I have, from like 1976, I, I've since sold them, but from 1996 to 2000, I had every uh, every copy.
0: Wow, holy cow.
1: Yeah, I had tons. And when I moved, my wife's like, get rid of them. <laughs> if you don't look at them anymore, get rid of them. So... I showed her by sticking right. my fingers in her mouth. <laughs> but yeah, I sold them all. And for the bulk of them I sold to some guy when I lived in New York City in Manhattan. And he... At the time, I didn't really think of it. Because it was probably a good 20 years ago now. It's 2001, actually. And so I brought him into the city. Because the guy... You know, uh, I put an ad out for it, sadly. and uh, And someone... Called me and said, oh, I want them. I'll buy them from you. I forgot how much he bought them for. It was a ridiculously low amount of money. It was like $300 or something like that for all of them. And Mm. – I was like, sure. And but he goes, "I need you to bring them to my apartment." And I was just oh. like, "Oh, so I literally I I I filled garbage bags with mad magazines <laughs> and drugged them onto the onto the subway. I am not kidding. I looked like a homeless person." I mean, and it was not from the subway to this guy's apartment was like a good 3 city blocks and I walked with these bags on over my shoulders. <laughs> really was not worth it See, <laughs> and now and then and i realize now like i'm just going to some stranger's apartment and some like on the 16th floor of some i could have easily been murdered but <laughs> he did pay me he did pay me and then afterward i regretted it and i was like i, I don't know why I, I why i spent all that energy for 300 dollars.
2: i'm just hmm. imagining you walking on the street with those and like you know one of the bags catches on something and just a bunch of mad magazines spill out and oh (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god it's bad it would have been awful just the look on your face when somebody walks by and they're like that's not what they expected to see
1: (laughs) well uh, it wasn't all of them because he was specific about what he wanted and he numbered them all yeah so I brought him the ones he wanted and I fit them into two garbage bags and they were good like 20 to 30 pounds each I remember when I got out of the subway and I walked about a block I'm like I'm thirsty I stopped at at a grocery store, and I put the bags down inside the store, and the the guy behind the counter was like, take your garbage outside. You cannot keep your garbage inside here. And I go, this is not garbage. This is, these are magazines. I opened the bag. I go, you see? No, put the garbage outside. And I'm like I, was like, I could have bought a bottle of water already by now. And the guy said, no, no. So I literally, I was like, you yeah, know, at this point, I don't care. I took the bags. I stuck them right on the outside of the door of the grocery store. I'm like, if someone walks off with them, what can I do? So I went and bought a bottle of water. And luckily, no one stole my magazines. I was kind of hoping one of them would be gone but
2: <laughs> Okay, so when I was a kid, I felt like I didn't grow up in a city or anything and I felt like I was a little secluded from like other fandoms and stuff like that. And so I like I did, I feel like I didn't know how to consume some of this media. So, I liked Mad Magazine but I felt like as a, a very much a completist, I felt like I had to read it from front to back every time and that I had to if I liked Mad magazine I had to like all of it. But now as an adult I have to admit <laughs> that there's like I've I've never liked all of a Mad magazine. Do you find that's true for you, or
1: I do? There is a parallel between Weird Al and Mad Magazine for me, where there are things that I love, love, love about it, and there are things I'm like, "Oh, this is this is so awful! This is so <laughs> awful!" Uh, but there was more good than bad. But yeah, there was stuff that I skipped over as time passed. I was like, "Oh, this, you know, there were certain cartoonists or artists I'm like, I don't like this stuff. I'll just move on to the next." Uh, story or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm. What was your What was your favorite? Uh,
1: uh, well, of the reoccurring stuff, I I love the uh, uh, silly. I I don't even remember how you say it, the stupid answers to silly questions. Okay. Because it was very, I being from Queens, it was very wise ass, and I you know it was just it felt natural for me to read this wise ass stuff, and then I would even use it. And when I, when I got to school and someone would ask me questions, I'd be a wise ass. <laughs> Thank you, Mad Magazine.
0: <laughs> I can now envision you uh, coming to school with a trash bag full of uh, uh, <laughs> Mad Magazines.
2: And if somebody said something to you, you'd... you'd... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> um, so, Alfred E. Newman. I think, David, you've already mentioned that, that George Newman was a play on Alfred E. Newman, or a homage, the, the last name. Yeah, yeah.
1: I have a question oh, for you guys. Okay. When was the first time you guys saw this movie?
2: When it, when it was okay. in the theaters, I don't think I was even aware of the movie.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, I was aware of the movie slightly after that. But Jonathan and I are actually both from the same small town where our town didn't even have a movie theater. Um, oh. So I had a an older, by a couple of years older friend of mine show it to me on on VHS when it had just come out on VHS, and Jonathan saw it maybe a little after that, but. How about, uh, did you happen to see it in the theater,
1: Tony? I did see it in the theater, yes. I saw it twice. Oh, really? Yes, I saw it twice. The first time, I went alone. I had a a best friend, and I asked him, and he's just like, are you you effing crazy? That's what he pretty much said to me. I was like, I wouldn't waste my time seeing that. (laughs) And I was just like, come on, come on. And he did not go. So I went alone. And I enjoyed it very much. I was like, oh, I was like leaving with a glow of like, oh, my God. Like, I got to look at Weird Al Yankovic for like a, an hour and a half. It's crazy <laughs> to me. Uh, the second time I so saw it was a disaster. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, I I waited for uh, – Indiana Jones on the Last Crusade had come out a little while after I think think it was it came out before this oh it came out before okay well then uh my parents had asked me oh we want to go to the movies you want to see indiana jones and i'm like sure uh and i took him a theater in queens that was like a five plex or a six plex something like that and so we watched indiana jones i took my i went with my parents to see indiana jones uh, and the last crusade and uh and they loved it because they'd seen the other two in the theaters too Mm -hmm. And then I said, why don't we go sneak into this movie? And they're just like, oh, can we do that? And I'm like, yeah, let's go. And they're like, okay. Uh, And when the movie was over, my parents were like, why did you make us sit through that? I could have gone home and done anything else. My mother thought – well, to – Give you a perspective. My parents do not speak any English. They, English is not their first language because they came from Italy and they still don't speak. This is, they didn't speak English then either back then, but they still don't speak English now. But <laughs> So I don't even – I think about it from that perspective. I can't imagine what the, what they thought was going on and I asked <laughs> my mother once uh Years later And I go You remember that movie With Yankovic in it And she rolled her eyes She goes oh, I can't believe You made us watch that In the theater And I said Yeah I go You didn't like it And she's like No We didn't like it And my He goes When we got home Your father asked me Why our son took us To see a movie With With uh Mentally handicapped people In it Wow <laughs> And so- I go What do you mean Mentally handicapped He goes and my mom said, your father thought that this movie was made with people that have mental issues, like, you know, Stanley, <laughs> Stanley <laughs> Weird Al. <laughs> yeah, and they thought they were people who had legitimate mental issues. Because, like I said, my father had no idea what they were saying most of the time. So,
0: But so I'm curious. So the first time you went and saw it, did you – were you anticipating – did you know about it before it even came out, you know, being a close personal yes. friend of Al and all that?
1: Yes, because of the newsletters I got that mentioned it. You know, it must have been maybe a couple of months before the movie came out, and and I, whenever he was going to be on a talk show, I would I would you know I would I would skim through the TV guide to find out when he would be on. So yeah, I mean I knew it was coming. I was certainly anticipating it and looking forward to it. So oh, and the album, I think I bought this the the I didn't say album, but I bought it on cassette tapes at the time. But uh, I bought that. I think it was probably a, f- a couple of weeks before the movie even came out. So, Oh, nice. Yeah, I remember being like, oh, I wonder what this is referencing. You know, I, it, it was, in a way, it was kind of, I would say, s- sad that I didn't have anyone else to share it with, really. Even his first show that I went to go to, I went by myself. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> it was sad. But it was such an awesome, oh, I have to tell you this. Okay, so this was in a theater in Manhattan called The Ritz. And I'd never seen, you know, live show before that. I mean, I'd seen stuff, you know, street performer and whatever, you know, uh, block parties on music, but I wasn't, you know, I never paid a ticket to go see a live show yet, so... And it was fantastic. I go, went in. There weren't a lot of people that I was literally right next to the speakers, right up against the, the stage. And it was fantastic. The whole show was amazing. Mm. And uh, at one point, Weird Al came down. He was singing One More Minute. And he walked down the stairs and walked through the crowd. When he came down, he passed me. And I stood there and I hugged him. I grabbed him. I hugged him while he was singing. And I'm... Um, Big guy grabbed me by my neck <laughs> and then he, he literally grabbed me by my neck and pulled me. He's like, and li- he literally just grabbed me by my neck and threw me like a good few feet away. And I did not care. I was just like, oh my god, I hugged Weird Eye Yankovic.
0: Wow, was <laughs> amazing.
1: And I told and uh, <laughs> I was telling people though as I got up I like, oh, Weird Al, I got to hug Weird Al and it's just like, dude, you're ruining the song, man. He's in the middle of performing.
2: But I'm a close personal friend.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm allowed to do that. But yeah, so I did get to hug Weird Al at that moment. And then years and years and years later. I went to Flight of the Concords, uh concert and oh, nice. Weird Al was in the audience. Really? I only wow. knew because people kept going up to him and taking pictures with him and I certainly didn't feel comfortable doing that. So I, I was there with my wife and I was like, oh, I don't want to you know, bother him. So, uh, But when the show was over, he was walking out and it's just one of these weird things. In the lobby was Weird Al Yankovic shaking hands with Eric Idle. And I was like, oh my God, does <laughs> Eric Idle too? <laughs> and, uh... And so I go up to Weird Al and I go, oh, you're the, you know, I love you. I love you. Sh- you know, I am a big fan, big fan. Eric Idle looked completely mortified and disgusted <laughs> that I was doing this. <laughs> And uh maybe I assume it was because he didn't I didn't I didn't acknowledge him. I mean I was like, Oh Eric Idle, I, that's pretty much all I said. But I was just go gushing about where Yankovic. And I said the dumbest thing. I go, I saw you at the Ritz, the Ritz uh, in New York City. And he goes, I remember that show. And then I said, I don't know why I said this, I said, you know, the Ritz is now a gay porno theater. <laughs> 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 and it, it they did. At one time I remember walking by and see I'm like, "Oh, I saw so weird out and now it's like a gay porno theater." Uh <laughs> I don't know why I mentioned that. And then afterward, he just kind of nodded. He goes, really? That's crazy. And then, well, you know, I was like, okay. And then I, as I finished the sentence. I was like, okay, I really should not have said that. And I kind of walked away. And I'm like, oh. And my wife was standing a little to the side. She goes, how did it go? And I said, I mentioned gay porno theater. where I am going." And she's like, what? You were there for two seconds. What did you say to him? Ah, uh, I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Why I said, <laughs> I really that. hope that he had some bit of
2: trivia at some point in his life where he he, he had to know the the life of the Ritz. <laughs> I
1: can film. Really, I was wondering what happened to the Ritz. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was one of those things I regret. I wish I could go back.
0: In my head, the way this went is that you were gushing to Weird Al about how great he was, and then for a split second, you kind of turned to Eric Idle and said that you hated Monty Python and turned back to <laughs> Sir <and> Weird Al. <laughs> I Weird
1: Al. Yeah, 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 I know. You, got, you had that show with the circus, right? Okay. <laughs> well, it was really funny because the whole time... Eric Idle had his hands in his front pockets, and he had this grimace on his face, this biggest scowl on his face. Uh, And I just, when I looked over, I assumed that was his normal expression, but then I realized, I was like, I probably... I'm interrupting something here.
2: (laughs) Maybe he wanted to tell tell Weird Al about the Ritz. You just spoiled it.
1: (laughs) I was like, thanks a lot. I was about to tell him that.
2: I was doing this trivia puzzle the other day,
1: and you never know what happened about the Ritz.
0: Well, whatever you interrupted, I would say it's worth it, because that's an amazing story.
1: My wife says, do you still regret talking to him, (laughs) mentioning Ritz Theater? And I'm like, I guess not. It is a funny story.
0: (laughs) This is a little off topic but uh how was Fly the concords uh, That that's uh, super cool that you saw those guys. I like limit oh, a lot.
1: Yes, it was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, it was such a great show. They're so entertaining. So much fun. Nice. Definitely. And my wife pointed out that there was uh, someone else famous in the audience, and I do not know who he was. It was Tony Hawk. Oh,
0: oh he's a skateboarder. I the believe. skateboarder yeah. guy, yeah.
1: I didn't know what he looked like, so I'm like, oh, yeah, that's nice. I go, we're well, out here. We didn't care about Tony Hawk. You <laughs> never hugged him. <laughs> exactly. I never I never saw Tony Hawk in what used to be a gay what, what is now a gay porter there. <laughs>
0: Um, what, how full were the, or were the theaters full when you went and saw UHF or what, what was the crowd like?
1: No, it was not full. When I went alone, I think there were three of us in the theater. Mm. Yeah. And it was the week, actually it might've been the day it came out, but when I went to see it with my parents, it was a pretty good crowd. There was a lot of people there and that, the movie was, I, I guess, I guess it was probably like a week or two after. It come out hmm. there was a lot more people the second time
0: interesting that's super cool
1: yeah it was weird the movie didn't do so great I I assume but I, I guess it did still make money I was reading that for 1989 that movie was one of the better uh, money makers <laughs> well I guess it is it,
2: it is in the way that their budget was so low that they at least made back their budget they didn't yeah. lose money on it for sure
1: yeah the movie I remember reading that the movie had made 5 million dollars that year which wasn't great, but it costs like seventy two cents yeah. <laughs> to make it. So a
2: forever
0: stamp.
1: A <laughs> forever stamp.
0: That's probably what uh, the five dollars that uh, George owes uh, <laughs> is for the, the budget of the film.
1: I wonder what people back then got. Well, now too, but I mean, like all the actors that were in there, I wonder if they were just paid scale or like. I wouldn't think so. Like Cooney, did they get royalties for things like this?
2: Well, if they don't, they would be stupid.
1: <laughs> stupid
2: i don't want to uh push us along but we do have one other actor making their debut in this minute that's victoria jackson as terry i don't i don't want to skip over her mm-hmm. her intro which is a pretty lexical intro
1: that was also a moment that i thought was weird uh when when bob mentioned terry and he seemed completely like oblivious to his girlfriend and that he lost his job I, my first reaction would've been like yeah i got to talk to my girlfriend about this <laughs> instead he was like oh yeah i got to go see my girlfriend i forgot all about her
0: <laughs> well you know when you got a twinkie wiener sandwich in one hand and a mug of milk in the other hand sometimes the world just fades away
2: <laughs> so we victoria jackson The only thing I actually know her from was Saturday Night Live. Well, and this movie, obviously, but, I mean, other than that. So I don't really have a lot of notes on her. I just, I've always enjoyed her as a character and as an actor. I don't know if you guys had anything to say. I actually have more notes about her apartment, which is kind of sad, but we'll see Terry more often in this movie.
1: The only other thing I know is that Weird Al Yankovic dated Victoria Jackson. I don't think I knew that. In the 90s. They did. He dated Victoria Jackson for a short time between her first and second husband. For, like...
2: Was that before Six or after months. this movie or during? Uh, movie? I
1: think it was after this movie because I think the relationship was during in the 90s, like 90 or 91, Interesting. something like that.
0: Oh, wow. I did not know That's that. That's crazy. I don't have any uh, notes about her. The only notes I have, uh, I have a little bit about the apartment, but I also have that Ellen DeGeneres and Jennifer Tilly were uh, both auditioned for the role. That would have been a really, yeah, that would have been a different thing if either of them would have had the role. Oh
1: my god, yes, I can't imagine two different people than Jennifer Tilly and (laughs) and Ellen DeGeneres
0: and Victoria Jackson. Those and Victoria Jackson. uh, It's
1: true. There's like three separate, completely different. Directions. Well, I guess yeah. that I was going to ask that. Like,
2: uh, is there anybody else that you could see playing this part or, or is there a better part for Terry? I kind of like her because she's, she's a good match for George in this, that she's kind of a different balance. You know, she's the quieter understated where he's, he's big and, and loud, but at the same time, this movie doesn't really get into any kind of like relationship stuff other than just the fact that they just are boyfriend, girlfriend.
1: Yeah, I, I you know she's she she filled she filled the f- shoes of what she had to do. I think. I mean, it wasn't yeah, like I said, there wasn't a lot in the relationship, you know. But it was a, it's a light comedy, so I assume uh, you didn't have to go too deep into the relationship. But, but yeah, I think she I think she was okay for what she did. I mean, I don't know. I never imagined anyone else being able to, or not being able to, but playing that part.
0: If we were making if we were remaking and I hope this never happens I don't think this would ever happen but it, if we were recasting this movie for now who would you have as uh Terry Campbell?
1: I would I would put Emma Stone in there. Okay. Still still yeah.
2: like the similar character, still kind of quieter and understated or cuz Emma Stone can kind of give it back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think she needs to be like a She might
0: Maya Rudolph, would you put Maya Rudolph in there, maybe?
1: I think Maya Rudolph would be pretty good, too. She's pretty good at being being kind of understated when she wants to be. Yeah, I think they would both work. But I don't know. I, I, it was weird. Uh, I don't know. From watching the movie, I was always – I remember the one thing. I was like, how could anyone put up – how could anyone <laughs> put up with him? <laughs> uh-huh. It's, it's just you know. I'm, I'm really bad at this, uh,
2: this game unless I have some time to think about it, and even then, sometimes I don't think. All right, well, uh, I'm gonna yeah. pencil
0: in a note. We're gonna circle back to this in minute twenty. Should that um, give you enough time?
2: Maybe I'll have to pencil that in myself also. <laughs> okay, all right. But things I did pencil all in right. for this minute is her apartment building. So this they actually filmed in a real apartment. Uh, the address is forty three twenty two. East 66th Street. Weird else says that it was apartment K, but apparently apartment K no no longer exists or something. They're all like A, G, or like 1G, 2A, that kind of thing. Um, It's in Tulsa also. Let's see. So I had some fun with Google Maps, uh, if you can have fun with that. Her apartment is 11.8 miles from George's apartment. Uh, Burger World is 7.4 miles from George's apartment and Burger World was 6.6 6 miles away from Terry's apartment. So yes, uh, kind of going off what Tony said earlier about getting fired and thinking about his girlfriend, he went the longer way to go home, you know, and then forgot about his girlfriend even then. So like he could have gone a shorter route and gone to his girlfriend's and, amazing. You know.
1: I guess it makes sense. I mean, you know, when something like that happens, you want to hang out with your friend. You want to avoid. You want to avoid your relationship, You know, your significant other for a little bit, especially when you're young. It's just like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> go home.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, you want to go to your home and make your favorite sandwich, your comfort. asking
2: your friend to bash your head in with the crowbar.
1: I was going to say, I I found it funny that both minutes nine and ten. Uh, minute nine started with Weird Al screaming and shrieking. And minute ten ends with him screaming and <laughs> it's shrieking.
2: A nice, nice little, nice little bookend.
1: They got bookends of the a sh- scre- shrieking scream.
0: Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of head trauma and a lot of requested yeah. head trauma. Do
1: <laughs> uh, you think was he really hitting his head on that counter? It looked real.
0: I have that note. Yeah, I can't. Fi- if it's not real, I don't know how they did it because that the counter is very <laughs> solid. Nothing is shaking.
1: No. Yeah, it looked pretty solid.
0: And you can tell. You can see uh, Victoria Jackson is is having a hard time. Not she uh, breaks into a smile a couple times while he's doing that. She's having a hard time <laughs> she, keeping a straight She
1: first. does. She does start smiling a little bit. I'm curious. Like, hopefully, uh, you guys listen to the. I, I have not yet listened to any of the. I have it on DVD but I've never listened to the uh the audio commentary. Did he say anything about actually slamming his head into the counter?
0: Sadly, he does not mention that, but that is a, oh. a really fun uh, commentary. I recommend it for
2: uh, Oh, really? For yeah, I, I'll definitely yeah. have yeah, to listen to it. Yeah, and he's he's crazy too. Like uh, <laughs> a lot of these addresses that we're getting for these locations are coming straight from him in the commentary. I don't know if he has them written down or if he just remembers all of that stuff. <laughs>
1: Why would, he, why would he have the information of the exact no idea. That's address? That's why I imagine
2: he must be remembering know. it, because why would you write that down? Why would you keep that around? That is, that is yeah.
1: bananas. That's bananas.
0: But because we did have that address, I also went on Google Street View and uh, looked at that apartment complex, and that is now the Ashford Ridge Apartment Complex, and you can rent a one-bedroom apartment in that complex from on the low end, $540 a month, which I'm imagining is probably like an efficiency or something like that, all the way up to 1200 a month, or you can do a two-bedroom all the way down to uh, starting at $800 a month up to $1,300 a month for a two-bedroom in that apartment complex, so.
2: That's and you know? Shabby. You know what that's they list good. on uh, their their list of you know cool things in the apartment? Uh, I, I listed some things like pet friendly. That's good. Tennis courts, swimming pools. They've got all that on the grounds. But uh, but they put on the list a ceiling oh, fan. Wow! In case you're looking for an apartment <laughs> with a ceiling fan, <laughs> if that's if that's your thing, <laughs> you know that's your that's your break it make it or break it.
1: Perfect ceiling fans come in good for comedy, also. Indeed, animals <laughs> hanging from it or stuff getting tangled in it and just in case anyone needs to film another movie there. Do you think there's a plaque? Do you think they have a plaque there say that the UHF was filmed here?
2: I hope so. They should.
1: Yeah, it's Tulsa, why wouldn't
2: they? You know, you know some of those places they just like paint like five different layers, you know, as time goes on. Like, there's probably a, a plaque painted yeah. on the wall like painted in. <laughs> well, I
0: guess it it must have been a a somewhat popular um film location for a while because they're in the previous minute actually in the commentary uh Al mentions that uh they'd shot um, part of the inside or the insiders part of the outsiders uh, near uh, uh, George and Bob's apartment. Oh wow. So I, I guess at one point it must have been kind of like a film shoot destination.
1: It's a hotbed of movie uh, making. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that apartment is hideously ugly. It's so painfully like 70s and 80s looking.
0: Terry's apartment. Yeah, yeah.
1: Colors. Oh, it's all so beige.
0: These all the plants look fake to me. Like, oh, fake no. she does work plants. in a dentist oh.
2: office. We'll find out later. I don't know about you guys, but that was my experience as a kid. That there's just plastic plants all over.
1: So, do you think <laughs> she stole them and brought them home? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a layer of her. She was a kleptomaniac. She was just stealing constantly stealing plastic, plastic plants from her job. Terry, where's that ficus that was here in the Where? Who would have taken that? <laughs> she's like, "I don't know. It's strange. Maybe we should talk to the cleaning lady at night." I Maybe mean, when she gets home she's like, ah, ha, ha, ha I got away with another one."
0: Well, I don't know. I don't have uh much else on this particular minute.
2: Nope. I'm hitting my head on the counter. I'm all done. Uh, except for one little thing. The uh, Ashford Ridge Apartments, has they do not have any Yelp reviews at all, but they have a resident review of 3.8 out of 5. Overall satisfaction. Sounds like a place to live if you want to live.
1: Are you really living in Tulsa? I shouldn't say that. I don't know. Where do you guys live? I, you don't have to give me a specific address. specific as weird
0: no, Yeah. I'm in Madison, Wisconsin.
1: Oh, my goodness. How is it there? Nice?
0: Uh Yeah, yeah. I like Madison pretty good. You Is know, that
1: where I, you guys are from?
0: No, I'm from uh, Michigan. I'm from the town yep. that Jonathan still lives in. We are on. in the, the
2: northern Michigan area.
1: Very nice.
2: It's nice. Uh, we we get the snow. We get the cold weather, but we don't get super hot weather.
1: I miss all that from New York. I, I'm i in Phoenix. It's October. It's 112 degrees today.
2: Oh, no, thank nope.
1: you. No, no, no. I'm uh-uh. joking. It's not that hot. <laughs> that would be awful. <laughs> Although, if I tell you the truth, it isn't any better. It was 90 today. Do
2: you have ceiling <laughs> fans?
1: We do have ceiling fans. All right. When you go over 95 degrees, ceiling fans are useless. It's like being in a convection oven. <laughs> if you don't have air conditioning. <laughs> really. You're just dispersing the hot air. <laughs> but luckily there was air conditioning. I think about that sometimes. Like if there was no air conditioning, this would be unlivable. I mean it's kind of unlivable now. So Wisconsin, <laughs> have you ever worn one of those cheese things on your head? The cheese the... Uh
0: there are a couple photographs of that, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> has anyone you would know, I don't know. Would has anyone ever made an actual cheese hat
0: <laughs> that you can um, literally like
1: start slicing and eating or cutting up?
0: No, nobody do nobody does that because then you get headworms. Oh,
1: <laughs> oh. crawling into your ears and stuff. No, oh, forget it. Don't do it. Tell your audience not to wear cheese, real cheese hats. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so sweaty. Oh,
2: curd head.
0: Oh. <laughs> well, um, I think we're gonna sign off. Are you, yeah, do, well, do you guys want to sign off on the idea of signing off?
1: Thank you so much, guys, for inviting me. I've had a great time. Well, thank you
0: so much for coming on. Is there anything you want to um, plug? I, all the listeners should... Definitely uh, become uh, Patreon members of Star Wars Minute so you can hear the Mayo cast.
1: It's yes, delightful. yes, you guys should listen to Star Wars Minute and listen to my Mayo cast. I believe there will be future episodes. I don't know. When I mentioned it to Alex, I say, are we going to do another one of these? He'd say, I guess so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, too. Actually, he's, he's uh, mentioned, he's like, oh, it's getting a little traction. I go, yeah, we'll, we'll keep doing them. Why not? But yeah, otherwise I guess you can buy my stuff. You, if you type your name into Amazon, my my comics will show up. Tony Consiglio. Nice. All you
0: right. can
1: do that. You don't have to. I don't. I'm not forcing anyone to do it. They can decide on their own to do it or not. But the stuff is funny, and I, I I've been told. But it's very <laughs> lewd. There's a lot of cursing in it, and there's some nudity. So if you're you know if you're squeamish or Mormon? I don't know. A Mormon's <laughs> curse, don't they? I don't know. Uh, while you're there, you can pick up some, some more stuff. I All do right. work for Amazon too, sadly enough.
2: Do they sell ceiling fans?
1: Oh, they have everything. All right. Although I don't work for Amazon, you know, directly. I've I've been cooking at Whole Foods for the last five years. So and they <laughs> just you. acquired. They happen to acquire. Uh, whole foods so
0: oh that's right yeah so you do work for amazon yeah
1: it's strange when i hear it because i remember telling myself i would never work for amazon and i'm like oh crap i work for amazon (laughs) (laughs) but it's not too bad i mean the drones you don't even pay attention to most people they're right most people don't look up you know you don't notice the (laughs) drones flying around the store anymore
0: very good well listeners uh do go on amazon and check out tony's comics do go listen to star wars minute do go on itunes and give us a one star review with uh, a large amount of detail
1: including your address
0: including your address we need that for purposes shh
1: recluse. Do not leave the house, except for when a drone picks <laughs> me up and takes me to work.
2: Just imagine picking you up like a like a mommy dog. Right, a of I, just, I just go limp.
1: I'm sitting there reading the newspaper and this thing just picks me up and I drop the paper and go limp and it just takes me to work. <laughs> oh, man.